This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. I'm Bill Pollack. As fall creeps in, the colors start to change. The droughts may have played an impact on how those leaves change this year. We'll hear from the Missouri Department of Conservation. If you still want to get your hands dirty, MU Extension has tips and advice to get your garden ready for the winter and some things that you can start planning for next year. And as we get closer to Halloween... We'll hear about some of the haunted bed and breakfasts and hotels around the state. We'll talk with Missouri Life magazine. Well, even though winter is uh, in the near future, there's still plenty of time to enjoy plants, flowers, gardens, and exhibits at the Springfield Botanical Gardens. Katie Keith tells Ashley Bird about this natural attraction that changes with the seasons. I think what makes our garden really special is that we are a city park that's open to the public, so... um, You can expect people to be picnicking, walking their dogs, playing on playgrounds, uh, which is kind of different from botanical gardens, but we are still a collection of identified plants. Um, We work with about 20 different community partners um, that maintain different garden areas, but they're either um, recorded in our tree database or there's other, um, you know, mapping systems that we use with our friends of the garden. Uh, we have uh, we create plant name tags for the plants, so you should be able to come and learn about um, anything botanical and especially things that do well in the Ozarks. Right. So the Ozarks. Uh, what what are we going to see that uh, represents the Ozarks? Someone else from other parts of the state might see that they wouldn't see in other parts. I think um, you know some of the the great natural areas that we have. We have a two-and-a-half-acre reconstructed prairie area. We have uh, a natural stream that flows through. So there's wooded forests, prairies, and then there's a lot of ornamental landscapes. Um, Some of the popular uh, garden plants that people like to grow in this area, hostas. We have a national display, uh, hosta display garden with our um, hosta society, over 300 named hostas in that garden, Uh, similar with the Daylily Society, another nationally registered um, daylily garden with over 800 named varieties. So these aren't native plants, but they're ones that grow well in our area, and they're just so interesting and um, so many different colors and shapes and sizes for those particular plant groups. Um, It's hard to just pick one, so we have hundreds of them. And I was reading that you have a variety of features and attractions, too. You have um, a Japanese stroll garden? Yes, our Japanese stroll garden we've um, helped build over the past 30 years, especially with our sister city in Isasaki, Japan. So we have um, gardeners that have come and instructed us on um, design styles. It's a seven and a half acre strolling garden. This is the one section of the park that does have an admission charge and a a gate and a time. So this garden is only open April through October then we'll be open select nights during the holiday season when we decorate everything um, in lights and just have a nice strolling fundraiser area in the park. Um, But it is a a really lovely secluded garden with three big koi ponds, um, an event stage, so you can really um, see lots of different things in our Japanese garden um, because it is a gated area. And 
not only the gardens, not only the plants, but some of the uh, some of the insects and some of the critters that gather around gardens like this. So there's a butterfly house there. I'm particularly interested in that. Yeah, our butterfly house is just native butterflies closed uh, at the end of September and will reopen in May. Um, really, kind of capturing that time of year when most of our insects, our native insects, are most active. So uh, we have close to 60 volunteers that help raise um, food for caterpillars to eat. Um, They raise butterflies um, to be in this 20 by 40 netted structure, but uh, it's really something else to, to be surrounded by up to 30 different species of butterflies. And there's usually several hundred flying at one time. Um, But our house is really different from the tropical houses because you can see all life stages. It's really designed for the butterflies to to lay eggs, become caterpillars, eat all the leaves, um, pupate, and then um, turn into an adult. So it's definitely something to see. Um, And we also participate in the monarch tagging with Monarch Watch where we – you know, release all of the monarchs that may be in the house at this time of year and make sure that they're sent to Mexico. But we um, put little numbers on them and record the data so they can kind of monitor populations, where they fly to, and how well the monarch populations are doing. Wow. Tell me what's happening in October and leading into, I know you, you'll have a holiday thing, so tell us what's coming up that's, that's special. One of the the new signature art pieces that we have in the park is the local artist, Christine Schilling, uh, created a giant human sundial in a ginkgo leaf pattern. Um, So it's about 25 feet wide. It's got um, the months of the year, the time of um, the time of day, and your shadow tells you what time it is. You have some big plans for uh, the holiday season, the winter holiday season? We um, we have two attractions, our Gray Campbell Farmstead, which is a historic collection of um, buildings that interprets life in the 1860s, um, does kind of an old-fashioned Christmas, and they do baking and um, just kind of recreating life as it was um, over 100 years ago uh, in all their little historic barns and kitchens and granaries, uh, their one-room schoolhouse. So the, those will be on um, December 2nd. Uh, from one to three, and then they'll also have in our Japanese garden our Gardens Aglow event, which is a big fundraiser for a Japanese garden, um, and it's uh, basically just the gardens all in lights with, um, you know, not necessarily a Christmas theme, but just a wonderful um, probably half-mile stroll through the Japanese garden where you see botanically-themed or uh, nature-themed characters like birds and butterflies and flowers, uh, and then all the um, beautiful shapes of the Japanese garden uh, stylized pines and maples will be wrapped in lights. Uh, There's also beautiful, we have seven bridges in that garden, so those are um, great structures to put lights on and really transforms that into a magical space. That's available to the public at night. Yes, yeah, that one's, um, it it does have a special admission, um, and it's uh, through our Friends of the Garden. It'll be select nights um, from November 24th, uh, which is that day after Thanksgiving, um, through December 30th. Uh, mostly weeknights, but um, that week between Christmas and New Year's, we'll um, plan on being open every night, weather permitting. 
So tell me, um, what what website can folks go to to learn about this again if they don't hear it on our podcast, Show Me Today, or the or the station? Yeah, where do they go? Their best bet is I would go to friendsofthegarden.org. That's our support arm for the um, for the entire botanical gardens, but the host for this uh, fundraising event. Go to friendsofthegarden.org and Springfield Botanical Gardens. Katie Keith, thank you for sharing with us what's coming up there on Show Me Today. We appreciate your time. 